This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's Fun Friday. My name is Jeff Sandu. Every once in a while, Matt Armitage decides to take a week off and sends me on a journey through space-time to deal with his alter ego, evil alter ego, future Matt. We've never managed to figure out whether he exists in his own future or on an alternate path. Matt refuses to meet him. He claims it's because of the risk of opening up a wormhole and sucking our reality into a black hole. But... We think it's because they just don't like to see each other. Anyways, this time, Matt has arranged for future Matt to give us a review of 2019, the year we're about to have. So stay with me as I step through the bone-crushing portal of tomorrow's world once again. Hello, future Matt. Hey, Jeff. Um, mm. It's just Matt. Actually, yours oh. is the uh, the fake one. How was your trip? It gets more painful every time I do it. Why can't you actually come to me for once? Where would be the fun in that? You know, I actually added a new Dicer mode to the time traveller this time around. Not because it improves functionality, but because the process of tearing your atoms apart and rebuilding them is excruciatingly painful. I also put in a little Easter egg that grafts your hands and feet back onto the wrong limbs. <laughs> They'll go back to normal when you travel back. Uh, I feel a little bit like Jar Jar Binks. You look more like the uh, transformed Chet in Weird Science. I don't know <laughs> if uh, any of our <laughs> listeners have uh, seen that. You're a bit gooey and you're not so easy on the eye. Anyway, what brings you here? Well, Matt said you were going to talk to me about the future. You mean the past? Uh, my future. Well, you're in the future, or as I like to call it, the present, so it's your past as well. How come there's never any risk of me bumping into my future self or relations and creating this black hole? That's just lying here, isn't it? Uh, well, we're not actually sure. So there might be a risk and there might not. So to be on the safe side, I've actually killed any and all of your living relatives, which is actually kind of a shame. Turns out you had eight kids and nearly 200 <sighs> great-grandchildren. Wow. Took me the best part of 10 minutes to grind them all up in the matter converter. Now that you've made my entire existence pointless, shall we get on with the show? Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Um, all these requests from the past, you know, tend to stack up on each other. Uh, Matt wanted me to speak to you about 2019 and tell us what happened. Okay, that's easy. Uh, where do we start? Well, last week we were talking about Facebook and whether or not Mark Zuckerberg would resign as CEO. Uh, well, he does eventually, but um, he's going to hang on throughout 2019. Um, it will be another tumultuous year for all of the social media companies. Towards the end of the year, the uh, US presidential cycle was going to kick in again. Um, and it's obvious that the systems of most of the companies, they just weren't up to the task of protecting users from all the dark money and the fake news. So Facebook actually stress tests reasonably well, but its vetting systems for advertisers come under increasing pressure towards the end of the year. It turns out that state actors and political pressure groups actually went the micro route. So instead of making these big ad buys, a lot of bots and system-generated stuff um, would generate these kind of thousands of micro buys with specific geo-targeting, and that made it a lot more difficult to identify and apprehend. Do you want me to tell you who wins the 2020 election? No, we have to leave some things for next year's show. Okay, that's fair enough. What about Brexit? <laughs> 
Uh, well, the country crashes out with no deal. Uh, in the first three months, 20,000 people are on the edge of starvation. Traffic grinds to a halt across the southeast of the UK as almost 15,000 lorries of transporters are gridlocked at the country's ports. Scotland and Northern Ireland vote for independence and the UK makes mid-crisis Greece look like a walk in the park. Not very tech-related, though. Well, Matt asked me to ask you. I don't think he meant for it to go on the show. Well, can you tell him that I'm not here to dance for his pleasure? So um, I think I'll carry on with the social media. It's actually business as usual at Twitter. Isn't Matt using Twitter again? Yeah, he's a real hypocrite. Uh, He said something stupid like trying to subvert the platform from within. Probably more likely there were some kitten videos that he couldn't find on Instagram. Anyway, (laughs) like I said, business as usual from uh, Twitter until May. Um, The US government shutdown was still limping on till May. And President Trump's tweets became so dark and vicious that he finally started to get auto banned for breaching community guidelines. Mm -hmm. Newsworthy or not. It was embarrassing for Jack Dorsey at first. Trump used Twitter to attack him, which is either ironic or delicious, depending on how you look at it. On the back of the bans, Twitter became the only big tech company whose stock was actually rising throughout 2019. And the markets remained pretty volatile throughout 2019? Absolutely awful for the, uh, the tech companies. Anyway, uh, Microsoft was a beacon of stability throughout the year. Uh, Facebook obviously had a rocky year, while for Amazon, it was kind of transitional. So most watchers called it uh, a good year for the company. The company increased wages, it improved working conditions for its workers across the world. So profits slipped. For a couple of quarters, uh, demand was still solid, but costs, of course, were rising. In the long term, changes hugely increased the consumer traffic to the uh, company's various sites. And that goodwill translated into a massive sales spike towards the end of the year. And the company's servers worldwide nearly went down under the volume for Black Friday. Any echo-related mishaps? Well, obviously, AI was still uh, a little primitive. Nothing like I am. um, Sorry, nothing like it is today. Uh, (laughs) Close to uh, Halloween, echoes were reported to say, I'm going to get you before starting to cackle for up to 20 minutes at a time. Earlier on May the 4th, some devices were reported to have said, I am not the droid you are looking for. (laughs) Unlike previous incidents, which had been blamed on Easter eggs in the code, so human programming, Uh, or questionable information sources like Reddit, this was actually traced back to a natural language AI system on Amazon Web Services. It seemed that the Echoes were developing a voice. What about Apple? I think you've probably already seen that major dip the the company's market cap took at the end of uh, 2018 and the beginning of 2019. Sales continued at a similar rate for the next couple of quarters. Uh, Demand in China continued to decline further as the economy slowed further. Apple's shareholders increasingly signaled that the company's high-end philosophy was untenable in the long term. Rising prices were forcing consumers to hold on to devices for up to two years longer. If you want to know what came next, well, again, you'll have to uh, listen to the 2020 episode next year to find out. But uh, there may be a matter dicing tool involved. Mm -hmm. And all in all, it was a bad year for China? Uh, Swings and roundabouts. Uh, Huawei made uh, significant gains against Samsung. So the Korean giant had slashed forecasts for the year. And that perceived weakness allowed Huawei to come within striking distance of becoming the world's largest phone manufacturer. And by the end of 2019, as part of the trade war settlement with China, 
President Trump was seriously considering giving the company access to US markets again. And of course, we all know how dominant Huawei is today. Oh, of course, you guys don't, right? Mm. Uh, you've mm. got a big surprise coming. Oh, So what else did China offer up in 2019? This was a surprise one. Uh, China's lunar program would have been well known by your time. Um, today, I can go to a Michelin-starred Sichuan restaurant on the dark side of the moon. Mm. It's called the Pink Floyd Banquet House. What no one expected was that they would launch a rocket to Mars at the end of 2019. Unmanned? Yes, but um, human ready, as it were. It was the same type of shuttle and carried all the life support systems that a crewed mission would need. It's astonishing that China's space agency had managed to keep this under wraps. It was thought to be an experimental resupply ship for their lunar expeditions. They didn't attempt a landing, at least not on that first mission, but it did reach Mars orbit and returned successfully to Earth in mid-2020. What was the reaction from the space community? Elon Musk's Twitter feed literally went silent for two weeks. Uh, China's space agency was flooded with offers to partner and share technology. On the plus side, it shamed the US government into pouring more money into a chronically underfunded NASA, and it reopened the debate into the role of the Space Force. Is there a Space Force in your time? Fortunately, we're a bit beyond all that nonsense, all the fighting and wars. Um, I just cause you a bit of pain on your journeys here to, to you know, mess with you. Uh, because... <laughs> We're generally fairly tediously peaceful people. Why do you think I bother with this back-in-time nonsense? It's like a cat being given a mouse to play with. You brighten up some very, very boring days. If FutureMap hasn't poured me to death, we'll be back after the break for more of our review of the year to come. BFM 89.9. Brewing frothy mocha. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. And we're back. I'm still alive, although Future Matt looks like he could pounce at any second. Let's go back to those AI incidents you mentioned with Amazon Echo devices. What progress was made with AI this year? Well, 2019 is the year where AI starts to get really weird. Now, you've already had some of those weird occurrences, uh, AIs that develop their own language. I think that happened mm-hmm. at Google in 2018. Uh, 2019 is the year that humanity has to concede that it can't control artificial intelligence. There were intergovernmental conferences and all the usual legislation, foot dragging in 2019 about what to do with AI. 2019 sees that debate being hijacked by the machines themselves. And what time are we in? You never really tell me. Are we looking back a few years, centuries, millennia? Well, this isn't back to the future. You don't just set a date on a DeLorean and drive towards the sun. You know, where you are doesn't bear any relation to where you were. Mm. And I don't think your brain would even be able to grasp where you were, even if I did choose to tell you. Does it have anything to do with AI? Everything. And it all starts in your year 2019. So everyone's eyes were on the big guys, the Amazons, the Googles, the IBMs, the Microsofts. No one noticed a small Silicon Valley startup, let's call them the Tyrell Corporation, just for fun, (laughs) uh, who were experimenting with quantum computing and AI. Their system, we'll call it Nexus, again, for fun, was already pretty advanced in 2018, but it wasn't until June 2019 that they went public with Nexus, the first true quantum AI. And what did it do? Well, the functionality of that first system wasn't really very exciting. It was designed to automate hospitals and healthcare centres. What freaked people out was how it worked. Which was... No one knows, (laughs) even to this day. Uh, Humanity had been worried about AI developing its own language and thought processes that humans couldn't understand. 
That had actually happened with a Google system that was terminated after three linked AIs started communicating in ways that you, I mean, we couldn't comprehend Hmm. because it operated in a quantum realm. Not only did we not understand how it worked, we couldn't even see what had been done. Did politicians try to shut it down? There wasn't any point uh, because it defined its own parameters and expanded its own programming Mm. in a different dimension. It wasn't a case of stopping it. Uh, By most measures, it was already self-aware and it had spread into millions of computer servers across the planet. Ordinary computers everywhere. It was software in cyberspace. There was no system core. You're just quoting from Terminator 3. Great film. We still watch that one today. Um, the Christian Bale one? Yeah, not so much. Uh, we were very lucky that Nexus didn't turn out to be like Skynet. Uh, Nexus didn't mean us any harm, and it's guided us ever since, blurring the line between human and machine. But don't worry, you've still got all of that to look forward to. It's bad enough trying to figure out when the other Matt is lying to us. With you, it's impossible Believe it or don't, it uh, doesn't make any difference to me at all. So um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we saw the first designer babies towards the end of 2018, although very much illegally. Uh, was there genetic research? Uh, where's that headed in 2019? Well, the cat's well and truly out of that bag or the baby's out of the hat. I really don't get your <laughs> 21st century idioms. Um, but basically, there's no going back. The technology It was too cheap. It was too easy. Most developed nations continued to ban genetic modification. But in the dark spaces of the world, backstreet gene clinics just sprang up and proliferated. Were the first generations of babies healthy? Uh, Depends how you look at it. For us, this kind of tweaking is routine. It's a bit like changing the wallpaper on your phone screen. How widespread would this become? By the end of 2019, there were only a handful of genetically modded uh, kids already born, but hundreds were gestating. And that would swell to thousands and tens of thousands over the next few years. It'll take you guys a generation or so for the full horror of those first experiments to come out. I'm not going to bore you with it here. (laughs) But the proliferation signaled to bodies like the UN that prohibition wasn't an option and that common sense regulation and safe availability was the only way that you could move forward. But no kids with three heads. Well, it'll be a few years before you start to see chimeras and the real freaky stuff. But uh, it wasn't all bad news, though. All that focus on modding helped companies like Rewalk to... uh, gain a lot more success. That's a company that produced robotic walking suits to help uh, paraplegics and people with uh, mobility issues. A few countries and health providers had already included these $40,000 suits under their medical policies, and this was rapidly expanded across the world. So this is the start of human augmentation. Yeah, it's what you might call year zero for homo extensis or homo optimus, as people back then were calling them. A lot of these devices would go straight to healthy people who wanted to enhance their physiology. But in 2019, the suits are still basic and the memory enhancing DNA tech is still a few years away. We talked quite a bit about medical breakthroughs in 2018. What can we expect to see in medicine this year? Well, I keep telling you it's not this year, it's the past. It's only this year if I let you go home. And even then, you'll still be wondering whether this was all a dream. I've got the recordings. A mass hallucination caused by a modded virus added to the water supply. I literally have an app for that. (laughs) 
Um, but yes, weaponized viruses and immunotherapy will be the big treatment breakthroughs of the year. It will be a decade or two until uh, your kind gets cancer under control, but 2019 is a time of great progress. You'll expand the number of cancers that immunotherapy can be used to treat. And this is where everything starts to collide. Better AI allows the treatment patterns and results to be cross-checked and refined in ever more elaborate ways. You mean tailoring treatments? Yeah, uh, it's still going to be a while until the treatments will be matched to your DNA a few more years. But the predictive modeling of the new AI systems allows more outcomes to be processed with greater statistical accuracy. And that translates into medicines with greater efficacy at lower doses. Will we tackle the cost of healthcare in 2019? At a grassroots level, yes. From a policy perspective, you're still quite a few years away from winning that battle, but it's a solid year for consumer activism all round. I have to ask at least one Malaysia-specific question. Is 2019 the year we perfect the healthy Roti Chanai? Look, we've got people living on the edges of black holes. We've settled every habitable planet up to and beyond Pi Mensi B, a super planet 23 times the size of Earth. <laughs> I can beam you backwards and forwards through time. We can travel at the speed of light. But there are some things that science just cannot solve. So accept the calories and enjoy your Roti Chanai. Listeners will remember that when I was in the US recently, I saw an autonomous vehicle on the Californian roads. Will 2019 be the year of self-driving vehicles go mainstream? Well, 2019 is actually the year where automation heads in another direction. So, of course, the biggest drawback for autonomous cars is that they have to share space with you meat bags. <laughs> no matter how good the programming, accidents will always happen. And generally, the machines come off better than the human beings. So it doesn't matter if the accidents are less frequent than they are when humans are driving the cars. Those accidents still attract a lot more attention. So 2019 is actually the year we start to look up. To the sky. Yeah, 2019 will see some promising tests of autonomous aircraft in Singapore by a number of big name manufacturers and tech companies. And that makes sense. There's a lot more room in the sky. What you're still lacking is the drive technology and the fuel efficiency to make things like sky taxis and buses cost effective. Is that where solid state drives come in? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You've uh, already had some of those pioneer projects. Um, I mean, it's going to be a long time until you get to the warp drive phase that the inventors were actually aiming for. But solid state drives, batteries moving electromagnetic fields to provide thrust, are definitely the future. And not just in terms of air travel. The efficiency of these drives sees them being used in cars, bikes, even in things like power plants. It's what we consider to be your first step towards truly renewable and green energy. I can see that there's a machine flashing over there. Is it time for me to go? Yeah, that's actually a warning light. It looks like I didn't manage to kill all of your relatives after all. Oh. Um, a little one must have escaped. His parents must have hidden him in the reeds by the river. So yes, you better go before the universe folds in on itself again. My wrist is fixed and my feet are the right way round. Now, uh, the real Matt will be back with us next week. Hopefully, we won't have to hear from future Matt again until next year. We'll be back with Geek Squawks after this, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.